0: You're And welcome to the Game of Rassilon, a Doctor Who role-playing game podcast. This is our first episode, and so it's probably the only time you're going to hear a hello and at the beginning. Um I guess the best place to start is just to introduce everyone. Uh, my name is Ben Padden, and I am the game master for this game. Uh, I am also the co-writer of the campaign. The other writer, of course, I say of course like you know, is uh, Michael Nixon, who's sitting at the other end of the table with a mic. I feel unnecessarily. You don't need to... That's How extremely
1: my- hurtful. Uh, I'm monitoring the levels. <laughs> cool. And uh, something I've noticed in a lot of podcasts I enjoy is that they have the audio engineer on them. So oh. as the guy who brought all the mics, you're stuck with me.
0: <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I, f- I feel like probably the best way to... Go- Let's go around the table. I'm going to say
2: counterclockwise,
0: because I feel like Riley's a good person to end with. So we'll start with, uh, with Melinda. Go ahead and introduce yourself and who your character is.
2: Oh, hi. Um, okay. I am Melinda Catherine Gross. Uh, Melinda is just fine. I'm originally from the South and my parents like double names. Sorry. Uh, but I'm going to be playing Amelia Earhart, the companion. Very so, nice. uh, you know, it's, a uh, it's going to be a bit of a wild ride. What can you tell fun. us
0: about Amelia Earhart?
2: Well, uh, last that we are aware, you know, during an attempt to make a, or to, uh, circumnavigational, to make a,
1: To fly around the planet,
2: yes. uh, During an attempt to make a uh, circumnavigational flight around the globe in 1937, she and navigator Fred Noonan disappeared over the Central Pacific Ocean near Howard Island. So,
0: now, um, now my understanding of history is very fuzzy, but as as I can recall, Amelia Earhart was trying to she was flying around the world to try to reverse time because her girlfriend had died.
2: I mean, now, yeah, yeah I cool. dig it. Um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm going to be kind of, it's its fun. I always love the uh, historical characters in Doctor Who, and so I really wanted to kind of screw around with uh, something a little more interesting yeah. than than your average Londoner found a TARDIS. Let's do this. Um, yeah. Also, having yeah. heard your English accent, thank you. Yeah, no, that's entirely <laughs> fair. It's oh, really wow. bad. I'm going to do another one. Oh, I'm going to do a dumber one, Ben. It's going to oh, be great. No.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> Uh, You're going to do a mid-Pacific accent?
2: Hmm? Oh, I think we're going to be going with a little bit more Hepburn uh, going oh. on here. Well, you no, that, oh, that's burn.
1: called the Mid-Atlantic. I was oh, I did not know that. Oh. It's fine. It's,
2: fine. Uh, it's fine. I'm not an actor. It's fine.
3: Uh. <laughs> Dan. Hi, that's me. you? Me is Dan. Uh, hi, I am Dan Peck, and I will be playing uh, Travis Killian, a 24-year-old librarian from 1998.
0: 1998? Oh, yeah. Nice. I don't know. I've got all of your character notes in front of me. I'd forgotten. I thought it was maybe five years later then. I knew it wasn't, like, contemporary.
3: Uh We had said mid-90s, and then I think we doubled back to 98, because good. it's a Nine- great year for music. Uh Lots You got Backstreet stuff. Boys, um, and not quite the Rise of NSYNC yet, but uh the tail end of the Spice Girls. Um, launch of
0: the Game Boy Color.
3: Yeah. And that's very actually important to my character because, uh, uh, Travis always carries with him, uh, his Game Boy with Pokemon Blue. Nice. Um, he has been unable to get any of the red Pokemon. Gotcha. Um, uh, like I said, he works as a librarian, uh, kind of more interested in talking about comic books than the great classics. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully, you're going to get into some shenanigans.
0: Very nice. Uh, shenanigans, of course, being uh, the key export during uh, the 90s. So yes, I think that's that's going to be fun. Uh, and Riley is yes. also
1: here. I am also here. Well, who are you, Riley? Oh, I thought we were done. Uh, <laughs> hi, I am. Oh, playing Riley. I, I am Riley Silverman, and I am playing Riley Silverman. No, I am. I am playing this character called hang, the. Do- the doctor, the, doctor. the doc- correctly? The, the, the doctor, Doctor Who, the the doctor, <laughs> who the the first base, <laughs> um, uh, I yeah. i people deleting the podcast. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Uh, sorry. So yeah, I'm playing the doctor, and we are we're playing a homebrewed doctor. We're we're not using one of the pre written. Not, I'm not playing any of the doctors. Yes. You're the thirty fourth yes. doctor. Yeah, we haven't. We're not giving her. Don't you don't make a number canon?
3: Okay, okay. No. Uh, Yeah, oh, no, we're not no. we're not
1: playing a one of the canonical doctors from the series. We're kind of doing our own thing with it, and th- we're kind of purposely leaving it a little bit vague, so it, it can she can be stuck in any time period that we need to uh, with the canon if we if we want to. Yeah, uh, and she's kind of an
0: indeterminate future incarnation of the doctor.
1: Yeah. So I I am going to do a British accent. Uh, it's not going to be good, but I'm going to try. It's not going to be purposefully bad, but it's not going to be great either. But I'm going to do it because. I feel like the Doctor inherently should be of some sort of British accent. Like, I just don't think an American should be the Doctor. And so I want to do it. Also, I think it's a good way to do like a character voice. So that yeah. way, when I'm talking to you as Riley, it's sound normal when i'm talking to you as the doctor it's going to sound like a horrible british accent so it'd be great cool um and then the only other thing I, I think we talked about this and i just want to get this out of the way up front um i hate this show no i'm kidding i love <laughs> <laughs> i don't care for doctor who at all no i love doctor who so i just want to i just want to acknowledge this up front and, and we can move on never talk about it ever again but i if unless somebody else i people who know me who are fans of my comedy know that i am a transgender woman and i am playing the doctor I did not want to I think Ben and Mike and I have both talked about this already, but we I don't want to like canonically say like I'm playing the transgender doctor. But I also don't want to not say that because I want people to like feel represented and stuff like that. Yeah. So like I would feel good about it. So what I have landed on is this idea because I also I have these weird ideas too about like gender fluidity amongst time lords because they can already change gender as they as they regenerate, yeah. so and I know we like I think you mentioned that there is reference to some time lords being trans, but like I also feel like like w- would it make sense if this one regeneration of a doctor is a trans person like 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 the doctor wouldn't always be trans so yeah. the way that I'm choosing to play this is that. I will never actually in real life be cast to play the doctor on the BBC series Doctor Who. So, and I know that. And so this in my mind is the headcanon that I'm going with is that this doctor is if that happened. Like I'm yeah. playing the doctor that I, Riley Silverman, would play if I were cast to play the doctor on the BBC series Doctor Who, which, which, which I'm not. So. That's all I'm going to do and like if 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 you want to imagine that this is a trans woman as a doctor, great. If you don't and you don't care about that kind of stuff at all, great. We're making a show for everybody. So
3: Awesome. What but are your red. doctor's preferred pronouns? She, I genuinely want to Yeah, play.
1: for sure. She/her. Sure. So, so okay. this is this is a sorry, this is a lady doctor. This is uh cuz I am I am a woman and I'm playing uh, so it is if I as Riley Silverman who is a trans woman were playing the doctor on the show and we just never on the show addressed if she was trans or cis or something else entirely. So that's a lot of heaviness up front. I I'm sorry, but I just wanted to get it out of the way and not have it be like a thing it's yeah, like hanging that's, over that's stuff.
0: That's the best way to approach it and this is the best time to do it is at yeah. the very beginning of, of the first episode.
1: You know, and we take a lot of inspiration on this show a little bit from the McElroys I think that that's fair to say yeah. and I think that there's something that I mean at least we're all like a, a bunch of us are fans at least. Well, we
3: know that they're avid listeners also. Of course. Yeah, they and love it
0: friends of the show
3: are, yeah, brothers.
1: Yeah, they have been to it for years. So <laughs> So they uh because we sent them feature we sent them future episodes the thing that justin said one time when they were talking about like taco sexuality it was like he didn't want to write about he didn't want to like declare canon things that happened off mic yeah like like i i like it when i can head canon things for shows that i appreciate yeah. and i don't like when then like expanded media goes back and makes the things that i believed to not be true anymore and so i don't want to do that so if people listening like really like if it means a lot to them to be like, oh my God, the doctor is a trans woman. I don't want to take that away from them. But I also don't want people to be like, well, I can't wait to the show at all because yeah. of this. I don't want to So I just want it to be, it's just the doctor and she's a time lord and she travels in space and time and she uh, is wacky and, and solves mysteries yeah. and helps people and is kind. And that's, that's the doctor to me. I think, so. I
0: think it's probably fair to say that you're, you're probably playing the doctor more or less using the same kind of tenets of the character that were laid down when Peter Cushing first played the
1: role in yes so. yes I am I am as as, as as I'm I'm as big a fan of Peter Cushing's doctor as Mike is so <laughs> oh,
4: I'm a very big fan <laughs>
1: yeah so my I am I'm a big fan yeah. of the show I have a lot of respect for the show and I, I would I fantasize about being the doctor like playing the doctor I never will get will get to so I'm just gonna play this character as if I was cast by yeah. the doctor that's how I'm doing it
0: yeah um that's all fantastic and good stuff so thank you very much for that. Um just for the listener, uh we're not a how to play this game podcast. We are we are using the Doctor Who RPG to tell new and exciting and interesting stories uh in and around the Doctor Who universe. Um and we want to have fun. We hope you guys have fun listening to it. Uh and if you don't have fun, I think that's probably on
3: you cuz we're great. <laughs> I'm
2: going to have fun. I'm yeah. going to have the Crap out of fun you're gonna, have, you're gonna have the crap
3: out of fun <laughs> I already realized and that there's our horrible. and there's our first t-shirt
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: so uh I'm gonna grab it came hey, long had the crap, crap out of, of fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> If there was not a bootleg t-shirt on Redbubble at the end of the week when this episode drops, I will be very upset. <laughs> and also, if it does happen, I will be very litigious. Oh, that's <laughs> that's
2: fine. fine, I'll make yeah, one. It's yeah. fine.
0: So, hey, how about we dive into this bad boy? Let's do it. Let's play some Doctor Who. Yeah, let's do it. Doc, the, the Doctor, comma, who is named who. Period. <laughs> is, that's the, that's the, the actual title of the show. People tend to miss words out when they do that. Um, so we're gonna kick things off, uh, with Travis. Hello, Travis. Hello. Uh, Travis, um, it's, it's late at night. It's, uh, it's an, it's a cool, uh, uh October evening. The sun is starting to set. The library is beginning to close. Um, let's, let's start things off tell tell us a little bit about the library what is what sort is it a big library is it a small library um, what sort of town is it in like paint us paint us a picture
3: um, it's a pretty decent sized library it's um, like I would say uh, anywhere between 30 and 50,000 people in town so it's you know fairly sizable um, beige beyond belief uh, this thing was built in the 60s and just the carpet has never been replaced it's been cleaned oh. Um, you know, large reference section, whole room for kids stuff. There's a room downstairs where there's activities that the community can have. Um, yeah, it's, you know, again, it's 1998. The internet hasn't fully taken over yet. So there are still people here working on papers. There's, you know, people checking out videos that they can rent for free. Um, yeah. And this is by no means me Recanting exactly how the <laughs> library in my hometown was.
4: Almost
0: certainly not. <laughs> no. no. Um, so, if the, uh, the, the, library's closed now, the, all the patrons have, the library's closed now, all of the patrons have left, and you are going about your end of day business, um, before you clock out. You've got maybe half an hour to an hour left of your shift. What is, what is the process of, uh, like, closing up the library? What, what do you do at the end of your day?
3: Uh, I mean, obviously the, you know, first and foremost is getting the books back on the shelf, so there's a lot of, kind of fighting with the library cart that doesn't have a wheel like a it's got one slightly busted wheel so it's kind of fighting with that and it's like come on i just want to get these back on the shelf you know it's there's not a whole lot to do i mean everything is fairly clean it's mostly just tidying up putting the books away and turning off the lights
0: and uh what sort of how many how many other staff members? Is it just you at this point, or would there be someone else?
3: Yeah, there? at this point, I you know, everyone else probably went home to their families okay. and you know, Travis is like, I got I got this. It's it's fine, it's no problem. And-
0: okay, cool. So uh you are you are going through the library with your with your cart, you're struggling with the wheel against the carpet. Uh and uh as you're doing this uh, the lights are dimmed in the library. I feel I I feel like and feel, feel free to correct me on this, but I feel like one, once it's after hours, they turn off some of the lights to maybe save money. Yeah,
3: totally. Um, it's fluorescent light. so yeah. it's you know you can uh, one will brighten three quarters of yeah. a room. So you're you're you're
0: moving through the library with with this cart with its busted wheel, and uh, you notice the light levels start to come up a little bit. It's very gradually rising. the The brightness in the room is getting brighter and brighter, and you realize it's not it's not like the brightness is coming from the lights above you it's coming from all around you it's like the light is coming out of the walls and it's getting brighter and brighter and brighter until all you can see wherever you look is white you cannot see the cart you cannot see the walls of the books you are just surrounded and enveloped in white and then
3: there is nothing cool i had a migraine and died
0: yeah that's it so uh, uh thanks for playing <laughs> all right yeah, uh
3: this was this was a blast guys i had such cool. a good time uh
0: millie um tell me what what would what would millie be what's millie's day what does millie uh get up to uh during an average weekday a An
2: average weekday workday well, well um i would say probably uh she's making phone calls around she's doing a little bit of socialite luncheon stuff like that uh she was very involved with the uh the 99ers who were an all female aviation group so probably i would imagine lunch with the ladies cool. uh and then in the afternoon taking the plane out and uh and just making sure everything's up to snuff. And cool.
0: so, A lot yeah. of time spent in the cockpit just kind of making just testing systems.
2: Mm-hmm. And- testing systems, just kind of preparing everything for like whatever the next big stunt show is going to be. Uh, kind of like at this point in her career, you know, it's very, every day is very exciting. Yeah. Um, and so it's nice. You know, she's going to have dinner later. She's excited about that.
0: A lot of just, uh, does Millie really like take mm-hmm. planes out for, for flights?
2: Sometimes I would say that, you know, it depends on, you know, how close are we getting to uh, a launch date kind of deal, okay. you know, like kind of making sure that just everything is greased okay, but not overworking it. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Uh,
0: you are at the moment, it's, it's maybe mid afternoon and you are, you are sitting in the cockpit of, mm. of one of the craft. Okay. Um, and you are, you know, Touching dials and, and, and doing what it is you need to do to make sure that everything's kind of in working order. Mm. And, um, you have a very similar experience. So you're at your outdoors. The sun is high in the sky. The sun is shining. Birds are singing. Not that you can hear them because you're in a cockpit. That's a bad thing to describe to you, mm. a person who cannot hear them. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and again, this light starts to kind of grow and you're not, it's not coming from anywhere. It just seems to be emanating from everything. There's just this, uh, kind of all encompassing ethereal white light that is 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 growing and and getting brighter and brighter until again you all you see is white wherever you look you see just this this blanket of whiteness and then, oh dear and then nothing
2: <laughs> well, this is fine. how do you do
0: and we come to the doctor hello um this is fairly early days for you in this incarnation of the doctor yes this quite. Is very early days yes in quite indeed. Um, let's start things off with, let's describe your TARDIS. What Tell tell us about uh, your doctor's TARDIS.
1: Sure. Well, okay, I'm just going to be Riley for a moment. So my doctor, she doesn't remember her regeneration, yes. and that's uh, unsettling for her. And she awoke in her fairly destroyed TARDIS following a pretty violent regeneration, and all she had, no memory of what happened to her, and she had a note that was, uh, pin and it's not that she has like no memory she doesn't have amnesia it's like that specific point in time has been erased from her memory and she doesn't know why but she woke up with a note that was in her own handwriting that was on like pinned to her shirt and it just said run uh but she couldn't because her tardis was completely wrecked and she found herself actually uh a few years earlier in the 90s than than uh our friend uh travis over here so she was in the 90s and she basically needed to rebuild her tardis like or like as much as she could with like parts that she could find and things that it could like regenerate itself around and so her tardis actually looks very similar to like a 90s like coffee shop like it has a very like central perk kind of vibe to it like it's got a lot of like the the console it's it's similar to the console in the 96 movie uh where it has that like kind of like very like espresso machine kind of vibe to it and you can definitely <laughs> yes. see like there's like there's like lots of like tubes and pipes and stuff like that Deal. and there's like like comfy like couches and stuff like around it so she does a lot of, like lounging when she reads in the TARDIS and stuff like that
4: I I dig it. Cool. Uh,
0: and,
1: and she has a cat she has a cat yes yeah. uh who you you have named the cat i'll let you share that i the i cat. have named the cat and now i forget what i named the cat what did you, did you guys write it down because it's been like several months since we had that conversation michael
4: we did name the cat. Uh his name is Gunther.
1: That's right. We named him Gunther after after yes. after our friends. That's right. Uh, her name is Gunther. I I, I believe right. I yeah, she is Gunther. I thought for some reason I thought we gave her Doctor Who theme name, but you're right. Gunther <laughs> is the cat, yeah. So she has a cat named Gunther. So there's one other thing uh about your TARDIS. Uh embedded in the console
0: Uh, is the familiar circular casing of a TARDIS randomizer designed to send your TARDIS to uh, a random point in space and time. This overrides the TARDIS controls, uh, meaning you have no control over where or when you will materialize. You are entirely at the old girl's whim. You presume you fitted the device yourself before regenerating but the me- you have no memory of doing so um and affixed to the randomizer as you've done uh, yourself is that note that was pinned to your lapel you've 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 affixed it to the randomizer as a reminder to yourself yeah why you have done this
1: i even tried at first to get around the randomizer because i didn't know why it was there and like the tardis kept like rebuking every opportunity that i took to do it. like like she was like actively pushing me away from doing it and like like preventing me from doing it so eventually i'm like okay the TARDIS knows why this is here so i'm trusting my ship
0: yeah a bit of a bit of a tug of war there between the doctor and the tardis
1: yeah when i was trying to fix it i'm like what's this thing and in the tardis like the yeah. tardis made it very clear that it was there for a reason and that i needed to trust it yeah so so you're mid flight you you don't know where you're going you don't know where you're going to end up
0: in space there's or there's no earthly
1: way of knowing there's which direction
0: no, i am going exactly um uh, Willy Wonka is there also with a uh,
2: uh... you want to get sued
0: <laughs> yes that's the entire point of this podcast we talked about this touche um and uh Where'd you come from? <laughs> um, you're you're in the TARDIS, you're mid-flight, oh and uh, the 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 time rotor is going up and down. The wheezing and grinding of and groaning of ancient engines fills the the control room.
1: Now, will we say that I have been? Have I travelled a couple times at this point, or is this like my first flight after I got it all working again? Um,
0: I would say that you've you've probably already done a couple of. Kind of unseen solo adventures. Not okay. many. It's still, I would say, it's probably still early days. We
1: gotta have room for comic writers to, and, yeah. and, and novel writers. You're right, cool.
0: Yeah, we've got to give Gary Russell something to do. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, you were you gonna say something?
4: Oh, I was just gonna say somebody called Jodie Hauser. Uh, yeah, Jodie Hauser. I was like, gonna do, go with. which is weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh. yeah I, I mean, I could just message her on Facebook
0: if yeah. you wanted. <laughs> um, so yeah, your your mid flight and the uh, that you you hear the, the, the thunk funk of the TARDIS. Coming to a landing, is materialised somewhere, and the the engines go silent. And the first thing that happens is the TARDIS console picks up a uh, a radio signal, um, and it's a commercial, and it goes a little something like this: Combat, conflict, and conquest are at the heart of the cost of progress. A new exhibit at the Museum of Human Advancement. Many of Earth's technological advances owe their existence to war, terror, and bloodshed, and it's all on display in this interactive exhibit. Get up close and personal with human progress from the 20th, 21st, and 22nd centuries, the age of war. But was that progress worth all the death and destruction? No. Find out now. Tickets are available on on Hyperline at mha.museum.com. Or contact your educational broker for discounts.
3: I bet there is an exorbitant fee that has to be paid to the ticket broker as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm not. I don't have a ticket broker, so um, I, I, I didn't write that number down. Did you get. Oh, there's no one here. Gunther, did you get the number? Where am I hearing this ad from? Like, is it's it? It's
0: just, it's just been picked up and it's just being played by the, by a, like okay. an old FM radio. Is it like
1: repeating or anything? Or is it like just the one time and it's like, what happens when it's done? Is it it's just w- like what shut off? Okay, here's
0: what it is. So you have, and as part of your console, you have, and I've just decided this right now because okay. I can do that as the game master. Cool. You've got an old F- AM FM radio that is shaped like one of the M&M characters that you probably got <laughs> okay. from like yeah, a fair. rest stop. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Somewhere. That makes total sense. And that's just there. And the minute you yeah, landed, it's the ad, green one. Yeah, it's just yeah,
1: it's the green. That's around the era where, like, we were starting to learn the green ones like an aphrodisiac, and they have like yeah. the sexy green M and M. So I think the <laughs> entire, I was like, all right, I like the snazziness. Yeah. So yeah, she's got that there. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, so the so yeah, this the, it's playing this ad, and then it's going straight into some song from uh from some indeterminate point of human history. Okay.
1: Um, it's probably the Backstreet Boys. Uh, so I. I swing one of the monitors around, which mm-hmm. in this TARDIS is one of those, like, mid-90s VHS combo of TV players, <laughs> uh, TVs, so I, like, pull that around, I turn it on to see what's outside the TARDIS.
0: Okay. So, I, my the, the first thing that came to mind was, in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, there were a bunch of, like, licensed VHS TV combo machines You had, like, SpongeBob SquarePants and Shrek, and it's too early for that. Yeah, yeah, so no, my, mine oh, yeah. was
1: more, like, like, the kind, like, when, if you had, like, a, like a, a, a conversion van, or, like, as a kid, yeah. like, or, or like, one of those, like, road trip family vans they had like those tv combos that like yeah, up in the yeah. top console yeah.
0: yeah so yeah so you you turn on the screen and you see that uh it looks as though the tardis has materialized actually at this museum oh what a shocker yeah it's it's, it's almost like it's a con- 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 convenient way to kind of keep the plot
1: yeah going it's forward. not just a random um, ad that like we're actually promoting something on this show and then we're gonna move yeah. on to a different plot entirely
0: okay why not yeah all right. um, and so you give us look a call
4: at- california science center yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's all um you you've landed kind of in the corner of uh, one of the exhibits okay. and you can kind of you can kind of see some of the um uh, earth technology of the 20 20th century on display outside in cabinets with buttons
1: okay before i go out i want to look at the console of the tardis and see if i can get a reading on what year we are currently in uh it is the 51st century okay boy Alright, so I, at this point, uh, I, uh, start heading out of the TARDIS and take a look around. Okay, yeah, you, um,
0: you, you step out of the TARDIS. Uh and enter the uh the technology exhibit. That you are surrounded by display cabinets containing various pieces of technology that you recognize as being from Earth. Most of it is from the twentieth century, um and most of it has been hilariously mislabeled for comedic effect. Like what, what are some examples? Uh well the first thing you see uh is you see an old like fifties style like happy days jukebox uh-huh. um, with a plaque underneath it that says Apple jukebox. Oh wow. Um and like has, someone might have said it's an iPod. Yeah, kind of. It's kinda of, it's almost like that joke. It's like the halfway point between yeah. the reality and that one other joke. Okay. It's right in the middle. Cool. It's like that's on purpose.
1: Cool. It's almost like I'm gonna play a Britney Spears song out of There's it. There's a button though. There's a button underneath the plaque. Okay. Uh, what's the button say?
0: It just it doesn't say anything. Well, I love it. a button, so I push the button. You push the button and a voice says You've first- nuked Planet Earth. <laughs> a voice says, Oops, all dead. Um <laughs> Uh, A a voice uh, says, The first audio-playing device of its time, the Apple jukebox was invented by Stephen Jobs at the beginning of the 20th century. Designed to contain as many as 50 songs, the jukebox would be carried from location to location to play music for gathering dignitaries and world leaders such as Margaret Thatcher, Alexander Hamilton, and Stephen Fry. It then jumps immediately into playing uh, True by Spandau Ballet. Oh, lovely. All right, so I keep walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh in in the next cabinet you see uh a little computer, a Commodore 64 from the 80s. Oh, what's it labeled as? Uh it is labeled uh as uh a
1: Macintosh. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, for someone who was like who was like really big on on Microsoft stuff before we recorded, it just suddenly really ended. Up... <laughs> All right. So I, I think
0: there's also a button.
1: Of course, I I pushed the button. All, the only thing that happens I when I press button. the
0: button is it plays the Macintosh boot up sound.
1: Okay. I thought I was going to play Spandau Ballet again. And then Spandau Ballet. <laughs> but in um, MIDI Four? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh,
0: the the TV display does appear to be, the, the monitor of the Commodore 64 is uh, playing uh, a bootleg knockoff as opposed to a, a legitimate knockoff of uh, Tetris. Oh. Just enough so we don't get sued. I got yeah. it.
1: So, okay. Uh I look around can I play with the remote at all? Can I play the game? No, it's all it's all behind
0: uh it's Chucks. not this is the thing. It's not behind like it's behind glass, but it's not glass glass. At the top and the bottom of each it's cabinet, glass. It's uh it's it's blood. It's uh, just a wall of blood. <laughs> uh at, at the top and the bottom of each
1: um, alright. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is it Philip Glass's blood or just <laughs> just blood? Sometimes some, you gotta throw a curveball, you know. I just I was like, how did you get from Philip Glass to blood?
0: I I couldn't tell you. I genuinely... Philip
3: Glass is notorious for having blood. <laughs>
0: I feel That like, is true. That is I think a what point. happened is I blacked out, and when I came to, it was just blood. I think that is what happens to
1: me uh, just now. I think now you got rage world. that I interrupted you again. You're like, "This is blood." All I always see as red and anger.
2: <laughs> Unknown blood is yeah. the best blood. It's all, right. all blood.
0: Yeah. So I. Okay,
1: sorry. Um, so, Continue. So just plays Koyana
0: It looks. It looks a lot like glass, but like impossibly clean glass. Okay. And the reason for this is uh, there are uh devices at the uh the the top and the bottom of the where where the glass meets these kind of purple emitters mm-hmm. um and they are emitting uh, a technology you recognize as laser glass it is oh. it is uh electronically uh generated kind of like a force field okay. but it is it uh, other than that has all the same properties of So if I touch it
1: I just feel like glass I don't yeah. feel like a shock or anything Yeah okay I totally touch it. Okay, it's close. Okay, cool. Um, you leave then- grab
0: your fingerprint for a minute, and then it vanishes Aww. as if it
1: was never there. Yeah, now it has my DNA, and then I walk over to the next one.
0: The next uh, uh, display, or the next, uh, the next uh, little cabinet has a bunch of military stuff in it: helmets, armor, um, some handguns, machine guns, a grappling hook, um,
1: and a, a copy of uh, uh, World War Z. And this is marked as the, the uh, iPod Shuffle. <laughs> uh,
0: no, it's uh, uh, iPad Pro. But all yeah.
1: right, so yeah, I, uh, I, I'm pushing there's 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 button. There's a button, I'm pushing it, just yeah. be clear.
0: Um, as you press the button, uh, all you hear is uh, there's a recording of gunfire and people shouting. It's, it's simulated audio designed to evoke the sound of a battlefield, and it sounds simultaneously over- and underproduced in that way that some l- museum audio... Exhibits do. There's too much stock sound effects and some unconvincing voice acting, masterfully layered by like an a audio role-playing editor. gamer
1: who interrupts a lot to make yeah, jokes during yeah, the like okay. that.
0: Too, yeah. It's all been very masterfully uh, layered by an audio editor who was undoubtedly paid far too little for their work.
1: Excellent. And, then more um, and more display. Is there is there any indication that they think World War Z was a historical document of an actual war against zombies?
0: It certainly seems to be that way because there's nothing else in this exhibit at all <laughs> that implies that any of this stuff is okay. is not being taken at face value. All right. Well, she's um, like, well,
1: keep fighting, Zach. I suppose. The, and then the last cabinet uh, before the
0: doorway to the next area of the exhibit is uh, contains a Cyberman head, uh, circa uh, the Battle of Canary War. Is it handles? It is not handled. Okay. Well
1: then who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Why did we even come here? Alright, well I uh, over. I walk it. up to it and I um I have my sonic at the ready, mm-hmm. but I am not gonna use it yet, but I'm gonna push the button. Okay.
0: Uh the buttons uh the button plays another voice recording and the voice says one of the most historically memorable Cyberman attacks occurred in the year two thousand and seven, when an army of vampires revealed themselves to be Cybermen, invading from parts unknown. Though this was not the final Cyberman attack on the Earth, it it did lead to some of the most dangerous weapon development, most notably, the Ironside Project, a secret military development spearheaded by British Prime Minister Harriet Jones, that the Cybermen were repelled from Earth. Few records of the Ironside Project remain, but this Cyberman head was preserved and stored in the Torchwood archives, who have loaned it to us for display.
1: Torchwood didn't take very good notes, apparently. Um... All right. And then I just keep going.
0: Yeah. Um, as you, uh, as you are looking at the display, there was a tour group passing. There's about, uh, maybe, uh, 10 or 12 people, uh, mixture of tourists and disinterested children and adults who, uh, came to the museum because of the ad. And they're being okay. led by a tour guide in, in a, in a very nice uniform, kind of a blue shirt and kind of a, 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 a darker blue kind of, uh, waistcoat kind of deal. Um, and she, I was
1: there. I, I point to the kids and I go, I was there for that one. They kinda of look
0: at you with this weird like what is she talking it's about? It's very scary. <laughs> I lost my girlfriend. They're kind of ignoring you now and just moving into the the, the next exhibit. Is it actually ghosts, not vampire? Oh
1: okay. well no one wants to learn anything, that's fine. They've moved on into the next exhibit. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to sit here no I, I followed him yeah. it's
0: like, you can just sit it's a role playing game yeah. it is also a role playing podcast yeah so. yeah it'd be great Could go
1: way. Roll to well, remember. You, already, you already killed the other two characters so I got nothing yeah. to do roll to remember Rose yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. roll to remember Rose I did say I lost my I know I, I know, I know. Yeah. what do I roll for composer <laughs> alright um, I do want to I, I hope have... that she has gotten over it a little bit at this point she did yeah. leave half of herself in another dimension with her so yeah alright Um, all right. um so yeah I'm going to keep watching I'm going to follow the kids okay, so I'm going to follow Oh, the kids that seems creepy i'm
0: following
1: the tour group
0: uh so you walk into the next chamber Come and um,
1: children will take you away oh sorry
0: oh this doctor's creepy uh, no that was riley being
4: creepy <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: so you walk into the next chamber the next chamber is a lot larger but it's mostly empty floor space what is uh what is interesting about this exhibit is uh is what is behind laser glass against the
1: walls. There's these large kind of... Oh, uh, you said floor space. I was thinking like, it was like light-up color panels that, like, people dance on. <laughs> I was yeah, getting real excited
0: a, about it. You've walked into what is a, the the universe's largest
1: Dance Dance Revolution I was gonna say, tournament. this was the hall of the glorious Dance Dance Revolution <laughs>
0: that caused the uprising of the late 2000s. Yes. That is exactly what happened. God, that was such a, Why didn't we do that? God, that would have been good. Yes. The site of the famous Dance Dance Revolution... <laughs> <laughs> No, you walk into this, uh, you walk into this exhibit and there are all of these, these large enclosures that are, uh, about, I'd say like maybe 20 foot deep, maybe 40 foot wide against this curved wall, all behind laser glass. And all of these enclosures contain habitats. And each habitat is, is done up in, in the style of a, uh, kind of like a living room from that, from an era of time. And there was a, a sign Above each uh, habitat saying the year it represents. Okay. Um, the first, uh, habitat has the year 1910s above it. Okay. Um, or the decade 1910s above it. And there are three people in there. There is, um, uh, what looks to be a, a kind of a, a Victorian gentleman in a, in a black suit with a, a, a tall kind of stovepipe hat. Um, and, uh, 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 and a nun is also in this, is in this particular enclosure. Um, and, uh, a guy who looks a little bit like Dick Van Dyke in, uh, Mary Poppins, uh, uh complete with. Oh,
1: what an atrocious accent that man was doing. He has a
0: wretched, <laughs> wretched accent. And they're all kind of. Just,
1: just the worst accent. It's the worst British accent anyone ever did. <laughs> it's, it's up there, certainly. Yeah. Um, although there's definitely some competition.
0: Oh, yeah. For it.
1: Luma Miranda. Luma Miranda. Or Brad Pitt in, uh, Double Zone. <laughs> Uh, that was Irish, but still. Uh, <laughs>
2: Anyone in Bram Stoker's Dracula?
3: That's where my
1: head is. <laughs> is it too
0: late to not do the
1: puzzle? <laughs> um, Alright, so um I'm I don't want to get ahead of you, but am I guessing that the other habitats might include someone perhaps like a pilot from the nineteen thirties?
0: That is a good is a good thing you bring that up. The next enclosure has uh nineteen thirties above it. What? In there Is uh, kind of a a typical kind of '30s American housewife, uh, a a kind of a blue collar dude in like a like like you know shirt and tie and pants and whatnot. And uh, and Millie, you're in there with these two people. You haven't been you haven't been here um, for too long. It's maybe been uh, uh, for you. I want to say like a few hours, Um, but uh, you you kind of spent some time with these people you've all been kind of like you're gently baffled and confused by what is yeah. uh, what is happening so let's jump to this scene for a moment um <laughs> how do we play this uh, I yeah. mean
2: she, I'd, I'd make the argument that even though she's been there for a few hours she's banging on the glass and trying to get somebody's attention yeah. so like you know just kind of you hear like kind of that i don't know if you can hear like voices from inside outside i think i
0: I would say that you can you can probably hear some sound from the other side it's maybe a little bit muffled you can see the the tour group going past you can see kids like Mm -hmm. looking at you uh, in the in in the way that maybe you as a kid might have looked at animals in a zoo um some of them are taking out uh small devices that you don't Mm -hmm. recognize that uh, and seem to Mm -hmm. be like Mm-hmm. Almost kind of like cameras, but much,
1: much yeah. smaller and flatter, and like yeah. start taking little pictures. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Are these children human children? Or are yes, they everyone, aver- everyone okay. here is human. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's good. So uh she's going to be banging on the glass, kind of like looking around, being, is anyone here in charge? Anyone? Really? No. Come on. We- I don't know where I am. <laughs>
0: The, uh, the 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 blue collar dude is kind of sitting on on. There's a very very tasteless couch in this enclosure that probably is from the wrong decade. Gross. And he's just kind of like pinching his temple, and, and he he's he's not even looking at you, but he's definitely addressing you when he says, uh, they, "They can't they can't hear us. There's no what are you doing?"
2: Can it? At least some of us are trying something.
0: Are you are you gonna do this all? The, is this is this it for you? Are you just gonna spend the whole time just banging on the
2: trying to get out? Yes.
0: And the, look, the housewife is what she's kind of sitting there. She's just kind of yeah. sitting. She's, she's kind of shocked, like, not in shock, but just like, she's just kind of, I don't want to say demure, but she's, mm. she, I think she expects this situation to just kind of stop at some point and it hasn't yeah. yet. Okay. Um, in the, in the next enclosure along, um, there is, uh, the, the plaque above says 1940s and there is, uh, a British Indian soldier in there. There is a German. Soldier in there, and that is what you very clearly recognize as, uh, uh, an American nurse circa World War II. Um, and it, there's, there's some kind of pitched shouting going on, um, uh, in English, which, uh, or in whatever language it is that the doctor hears, it's all kind of, you know, yeah. Uh, and it mm-hmm. seems like the, the impression you get is this is the first time they, they're yelling at each other for the, what seems like the first time, like maybe they, this is, in a just common now, language just now able to communicate with each other. Um, and then the next enclosure leaps across to the 1990s, um, where uh, a girl in kind of um, uh, almost like... Um, oh, God, what's the name of the girl in Clueless, like the lead character? Sure, sure. Yeah, kind of, kind of look, looks a little bit like Cher from Clueless. Um, and there's a guy in a, kind of a T-shirt with a suit that's a little bit too big, and the pants come up a little bit too high, um, with a... a, a Kind of a goatee in a ponytail. Uh, and then there's also uh Travis is is in there. Uh Travis, what are you you've been in here a few hours now, and the thing what you glean from these people uh is that uh one of them is is kind of a high school valley girl, like she hasn't even graduated high school yet, she's 18. And the other guy is uh is a stand-up comedian with uh an inflated sense of his own worth. Uh and then there's you. Um tell us a little bit about what you've been doing in here over the last few hours leading up to now you seeing the tour guide and the tour group and the doctor kind of approaching your enclosure.
3: Uh Well, there was definite panic at first, uh, sort of like a hyperventilating kind of what, what happened, what is, what's going on. And then, did I get there before the other two or did we all kind of get you there? You kind of
0: woke up kind of together right. in this enclosure. Um, and the, I would say the aesthetic of this enclosure is less, actual person's living room, and more if the person who designed a McDonald's play place had been allowed to, like, furnish an apartment.
3: His first thought was, oh god, am I in Ikea? (laughs) Because we're in a room with three walls only, or or, is this Seinfeld? I I, I, Like, just utter confusion, and trying to figure out, like, trying to get his bearings, and you know, kind of been banging on the glass, too, and it, it's been a couple hours now. So I think he's just sort of resigned to like, all right, I got my game boy. So, I mean, you just playing Pokemon. Yeah. The batteries are starting to go a little bit. So, you know, maybe it's time to save and, and quit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it like every time people come by, though, definitely like looking up and trying to like get their attention and, yeah. you know, like trying to find anything to, uh, write on or with like to say help. Mm-hmm. Um, have i found anything
0: um yeah we'll say that there's like a a, a very tastelessly painted dresser that does have some note paper and a pencil in it
3: okay yeah i definitely wrote help trapped in here call someone
0: you're holding you're just holding it up or you press yeah. against the glass just
3: holding it up to like shaking it like trying to make basically get yeah. the attention of anyone who will walk by
2: okay. can i see that
0: uh no, you're you're you 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 can not see into any of the, oh, other. the other you, other you ones kind of different. because it's a curved wall, you kind of get like the hint of there might be another enclosure that way, but you can't really see into it. Okay. But you can't see into uh into Travis's enclosure. Gotcha.
4: Um, uh,
3: and and also I have gleaned a little bit from pop culture knowledge. Like I tried to convey to these two people who do not know what I'm talking about. It's like, yeah, I think we're in a human zoo. Like <laughs> I, i'm like i
1: like that like I, that would be hard to convey like human zoo <laughs> Sorry. Well cause know the, those the, words i know those two words but put together i can't fathom what well, you want to the mean. valley
3: girl she's
1: like she she's I'm over gonna, it
0: listen hey i'm not gonna do that voice but she's the only thing that's happened the only communication you've had from her so far is that she's called you a loser and she's looking for her cell phone which you know would be big and bulky and hilarious Yes. Yeah. As um, if is what she says. That's good you enough. Know. You can do the voice of the valley girl because you you could probably do it. Um, yeah, I love clueless. So but the, I could. the <laughs> <Me> doctor, <too. laughs> you notice he's holding a sheet of paper up against mm-hmm. the uh, the laser glass. The paper's blank. There's nothing on it from your perspective. Um But. Anytime you kind of, you can still see the pencil on the other side. Like, as far as you're concerned, people right. should be able to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next enclosure, there's, there's a, a group from the 20, uh, 2010s. There's a, um, uh, a, a, a kind of a stuffy looking British gentleman with no discernible neck. Um, there is, uh, a guy in kind of, uh, n- like long shorts that stop just below the knee and a t-shirt advertising some, like, bad candy. Um, and so, some very audacious sneakers. Um, and, uh, a, a kind of a young woman in kind of a very, uh, simple, uh, kind of a, a slight V-neck shirt and, and jeans and very, very nice
1: boots. Um,
0: and then the last enclosure, says, I,
1: I point to my boots and her boots and I kind of give her a thumbs up because <laughs> I'm wearing like Doc Martins. So that type of thing. So, uh,
0: and the last enclosure is, uh, uh, it says 2030s. And there is a, uh, there's a person in there who has kind of cybernetic implants on the side of his face. Um, there is a person who has, uh, an entirely kind of prosthetic arm, like a synthetic arm, like entirely mechanical cybernetic. Um, and there's another person who is, uh, uh, wearing very plain, like, like a polo neck shirt and kind of khakis and a pair of sandals, um, and, uh, a, an analog watch sitting way on the other side of the enclosure, like does not even want to sit on the same side of that enclosure as those people. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a certain amount of, of yelling happening also in, in that enclosure. There's, there's, there's shouting and, and, and screaming and, um, is it that guy yelling at the the siren? The network? other two, okay. yeah. Um, the, there's a lot of shouting of back and forth. Okay, kind of like the the, the 1940s enclosure. Um, it's getting very very heated. Um, and again, you get the impression that this is really the first time a lot of the people who are in some of these enclosures have been able to communicate in a common language for the first time since they got here.
1: Okay. Um. I I approach the like. Is it like a docent in the room, or is it just that like the tour guide? So that's later? The,
0: yeah, the tour guide who's um. Uh. She looks a little uh agitated by some of the behavior that's going on in the um in in some of the enclosures but she's trying to be professional and Mm -hmm. continue the tour and she's going through facts facts that you know to be hilariously and hopelessly
1: inaccurate
0: yeah about each of the time periods
1: represented by the uh by the enclosures yeah um all right excuse me um is this new? Is this a new exhibit or has this been here for a while or what's happening?
0: Oh, yes. Hi. Uh, yes, this is, this is, a, this is a brand new exhibit, uh, just opened today. Um, on, uh, the, it's called the Cost of Progress. I don't know if you heard any of our, uh, any of our advertisements, but we, uh, sure. we, just opened, uh, today. It's early in the day, obviously, so not many people are here yet. But, uh, yeah, any, any questions at all? Yeah,
1: where do the people come from?
0: Just you know that they, they they represent uh, different time
1: periods uh yeah no, i didn't ask what the, i'm sorry uh, misunderstood i didn't ask what they are i meant where did they come from
0: i I'm not entirely sure i understand the the question uh there's an information leaflet that i'm sure would be would be would be great for you if you wanted to go to our uh our main uh lobby area i'm sure that someone there would be able to give you all the
1: information about a lot of the donations that were made to this exhibit Um, okay again i'm not asking about your finances i'm asking uh so the people that are in the booths they're living breathing human beings who were pulled here for somewhere
0: i i'm not entirely sure that i i understand the the question that feels you're, very simply you're asking asked. it feels very um, simply
1: asked um okay, <laughs> um there are people on the other side of the glass, correct
0: yeah yeah there, there there are people in each of the enclosures that represent a distinct period in
1: during the uh, the age of war okay but are they are they actually from that era or are they cyber Borgs, or are they are they android are they just holograms oh no
0: oh, oh. <laughs> oh, they're not they're not mechanical or synthetic in any way no
1: so okay are they actors who have been hired to play the parts or are they what's happening here
0: i i i'm not really sure i, I entirely understand the 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 line of play. are you an actual person oh i'm i'm definitely my, i mean my name my name's Je- she puts her name tag it says Janet. i'm janet and i hi janet Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm just a tour guide. I'm like minimum wage. I don't know what I have a certain, like I have a script that I go through and I'm not into, I'm, I don't know what, what do you want? I just, I just, I've got a tour group. We've got to keep going. I I have more questions. There are other people who have other questions. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't give you all of my, my time like this.
1: Fair enough, Janet. Yeah, we're working hard. Um, I look around for a leaflet that might explain this exhibit more than she, or like, like, or like, uh, signs, like, you know how I like, do like, like, descriptions, like that kind of stuff, like I'm looking for that kind of thing. A lot of times, the museums will have a display that like explains like where they got the materials from. Like it's like this was donated to us by so and so or that kind of thing. So she's looking for something like oh, that. Yeah, there's
0: um there's a, there's a plaque on the wall um just to the left of the uh, the 1910 enclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a plaque that says um, uh, exhibits uh, graciously donated by Epoch Talent, and then underneath that, there's uh kind of like a like a smart home terminal kind of deal. Um, with the, the laser glass logo etched on the, on the top.
1: Okay. Um, I am going to, like, kind of like start mucking about with the terminal and seeing if I can, like, hack into it or find information that's, like, off the, like, main grid.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's do a little
1: check then. Uh, okay. Going to be, I'm gonna actually need to bring up a character. First roll of the First series. First
0: roll of the series! Sure. Well,
1: Alright then. I'm assuming need... technology would be the skill. Oh, it's definitely
0: but... gonna be technology. I always just, I just forget what the attributes
1: and
3: skills um ah, For those so, listening, it's awareness, coordination, ingenuity, presence, resolve, and strength.
1: Those are the those are the attributes or attributes. Yeah, for those who don't know while Ben's looking that up, uh the, the Doctor Who system we're playing, which is by Cubicle Seven, is an entirely D six based system. Yeah. So yeah. the only that we're running is D six, and there are basically levels of successes that run from uh basically uh yeah. Um
0: And I don't know why I b- opened the book, because I literally have character sheets open. On my surface, like an idiot. So yeah, we're gonna. Uh, so you have to. So the way that rolls work is it's a, an attribute and a skill plus the total of the dice. Mm-hmm. And then if you have any traits that give you any, you know, buffs or nerfs.
1: So I would actually think that technically adept would be a trait that would oh, work technical, here.
0: technically adept is definitely gonna give you a plus two. I'm gonna call this ingenuity and technology.
1: Okay. So, I have a seven, I'm, the doctor is very smart, and we actually kind of used the pre-existing doctor character sheet and kind of modified it for this one. Um, so, uh, ingenuity, I have a seven, and technology, I have a four. And, uh, so I'm gonna, so that's gonna be a, uh, 11 to start with. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna add two, wait, so I'm starting at 12, at 13. Yes. And then I'll roll. Ooh, so I rolled six. Mm-hmm. So that gets me at, uh, that's, so I said, tw- I said, 13. Thirteen, so that's going to put me at nineteen, which seems like it's fantastic according to what this says. Fantastic.
0: Nineteen, yeah, nineteen puts you at uh, at fantastic. That's yes and yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the, so the way that role, uh, roles work in in the Doctor Who RPG is uh, it's kind of similar to a lot of other D six systems like the Apocalypse System and Monster of the Week in that um, depending on how high above the the difficulty rating you go you, it could if if you're just slightly above it it's yes but um, if you're a few points above it like uh, four to eight points above it it's good that's yes you accomplished the goal that you set out to do and if it's nine or higher it's yes and so not only do you get um, uh, you not only do you achieve what you wanted to do you you you, you gain some other benefit okay uh, to that as well
3: um, we've got a perfect game going.
0: Yeah, so, so far, as, so good. Yeah, so as long yeah. as no one else rolls any dice on this game.
1: Yeah, if only the doctor rolls stuff, then we'll <laughs> usually be pretty good. Uh, let's
4: see. So you,
0: wh-
1: what you at? You at n- nine above? I at 19. So I, I don't know what the difficulty was, but I, I rolled a 19. So whatever your difficulty was. Oh, 19...
0: Above. Okay, so that's, that, that's just going to put you in good good territory, so you actually achieved what you wanted to do. Wow.
1: Um, get so excited. No, I'm not.
0: So, um... What you've been able to discern, this terminal specifically just controls the laser glass that uh, keeps the, the glass in, uh, on the
1: enclosures. Okay.
0: There. So this, those same purple emitters are at the top and the bottom. Okay.
1: So um, if you wanted to... I'm going to wait till the tour guide leaves the room. Okay. But then I'm going to definitely do that. Like, once the tour moves on to the next the next room.
0: Okay. I'm going to, just very quickly...
1: Okay, she doesn't see you. You're
0: good. Um... So yeah, she's she's like slowly very slowly like she's just hit maybe the like the 1990s group um uh kind of going through and talking about what each era of history uh, uh contributed to the age of war.
1: Okay. Um, if like, if I'm stalling for time, then I would look for a pamphlet because she did mention there was a pamphlet that had information about it. So. Okay,
0: yeah, there's like a little display uh uh like a a plastic like little plastic slips that have all of the different pamphlets in. Okay. Um I guess you grab one of those at random. Hey, which pamphlet did you grab? Give me, a, give, me, uh, give me a fun pamphlet name.
1: Uh, I got one that's like the uh, the whatever era, and it's about the 90s. <laughs> it's it's just Pokemon. It's all
0: about Pokemon. <laughs> this leaflet, uh, this leaflet, <laughs> the
1: Earth was overrun by monsters yes. that needed to be collected and rounded up.
0: <laughs> yes, it talks about the 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 uh, the, the great uh, entrepreneur of this era, Ash Ketchum.
2: Uh... <laughs> These tiny Japanese mini creatures <laughs> in your pocket. <laughs>
4: the dawn of had pocket. no choice but to catch them all.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> they were only stopped by the Digimon.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Yes, the great Pokemon Digimon Wars of the nineties. Yes, that's all eugenics wars. That's the do- that's the eugenics wars. Oh that's so dark.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you went
1: there, huh? Oh all right.
2: dear, no. All
0: right. uh, Yeah, so right now, Janet's telling the tour group about the 90s and about uh, the war criminal uh, Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. Uh.
3: And I am frantically pantomiming, like, I am trapped, but there's no way to do that (laughs) without just me, like, running my finger across my neck and it looks like I'm threatening these children. Are you doing
0: that? Is that what well, you're doing?
3: Well, just how do you how do you convey I am trapped like without looking like a mime? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Why don't you tell us? Yeah, well at first it's... I look at first I look like a mime putting my hands up That's and then that.
2: paint us a word picture. I'm excited. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: first is that and they all laugh because they think I'm just doing um I'm gonna say mimography, which is not a real word, but I just mm. invented it. Uh and then it I point to myself and then I point to the glass and then i do the you know run the finger over the neck because i can't think of anything else and that's when the kids kind of like freak out because they think that I, my guess is they think that i'm going to break out of here and kill you
1: all <laughs> yeah my my first thought is that janet turns the group and goes and uh and this member of the 90s uh exhibition is flashing what we like to call gang signs <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't take those to heart everyone that's he just was a part normal- of a of a cult that worshipped in the mosh pit <laughs> <laughs> It was a very violent ritual Of anarchy they, and destruction
0: of civilization they, 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 they worshipped an ancient text Known as Doom <laughs> oh,
2: New podcast you guys talk- Fake news
3: <laughs> They feared the coming of the quake <laughs> But then they were saved by Duke Nukem And his sidekick 3D <laughs> So yeah,
0: Janet's kind of <laughs> hurriedly moving the tour group now back to, onwards to the next exhibits—the 2010s and then the 2030s—and mm-hmm. is continuing to make up nonsense gibberish facts um, about how you know worship of the Xbox One uh, and uh, and into uh, into the 1930s. And you, you can't hear this. You can you can you can obviously hear what Janet's saying to the tour group, and she's talking about mm-hmm. the. Uh, um, uh, like cyber, cyber rights, uh, movement of the night, of the, of the 2030s and, mm-hmm. um, uh, people who were kind of like biological purists. And you get the impression looking at the enclosure that that's kind of what's, you know, those are the people. Oh, yeah, I kind of put space. that together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and I can see,
1: I can see a bigot in any culture. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And she's walking towards uh she she's starting to walk over to the, the, the doorway now and she's uh she's telling the group of canes. and we're just gonna continue on further into the exhibit where we're gonna show you uh something called books. She was <laughs> a, kind of a shocked face. Aww. <laughs> uh,
1: i excited uh, about that. Yeah, me too. I mean, there's a library. There's a whole planet. Line. Yeah.
0: You do kind of, you look down, you 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 can kind of see down the hallway into the next part of the exhibit, and you just see like a big tech war sign hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> uh, and, the and the now, greatest author of
3: all time, Bill Shatner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a hologram of William Shatner,
2: like... This is a grim first recording, you guys. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so now and only... we
1: know there's still books in the future. I know the only okay. people left. Agatha Christie's book is the number one selling book of all time for some reason.
0: Why not? Who uh, doesn't like
2: a good police procedural.
0: So <laughs> the uh, in this exhibit now the only people who remain are you. Um, the exhibits behind the glass, and there's maybe like a couple of other people just kind of mm-hmm. uh, milling about, just kind of looking at the exhibits or reading leaflets or doing what people usually do in museums, which is uh, look at uh, Twitter on their phone. Okay. I'm glad Twitter is still running yeah. strong
2: in the 51st century. That's
1: another grim dark thing it's we just found out. Twitter was called uh, in the 51st century. Yeah, we right. accidentally predicted oh.
2: a really terrifying future. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so just um, wait, I uh, yeah. So at this point, I think like now that like now that the person I was bugging is gone, yeah. I uh, I definitely shut down the the glass, but the console that I was hacking.
0: Okay. Uh, You do that, and the glass... uh, I'm not going to make you roll that. Uh, The glass immediately goes down. The glass that was keeping you guys in the enclosures has gone, and uh, the people that you were in the enclosures with uh, are kind of getting up and and, and walking out. The exception uh, being uh, from the the 2010s
1: um, uh, They're pretty chill about it.
0: Uh no the uh the, the the British guy with no neck is uh currently in the middle of a very heated argument with the the young idiot in the shorts. Um and uh that's getting very loud and and heated.
1: All right, I put their glass back up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's back up. Brilliant. No, no. I uh I I walk over to them and go, "All right, I'm um, I'm sure that whatever uh Ruined childhood you're arguing about is, is very important, but I would like to point out that you were just being held captive and now you're not. So maybe we could do something about that at the moment.
0: Uh, the, 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 the kid in the, in the, the shorts kind of looks at you and he says, is, is
1: this, is this like a, a prank or something? Is this? You know what? Is it's, this, is this an escape room? It's an escape room is what I was going to say. <laughs> um, brilliant. Yes. Escape room. Um, so, uh, there's lots of clues and we have to figure out why we're here and how to get out. So let's do that.
0: Oh man, I'm going to mess with this place so bad. The
1: famous 1910s <laughs> escape
0: room. No. No, sorry. He's from the 2010s. So like oh, 2010s. Yeah. Sorry. Did I say 1910s? No, you said
2: 20. <laughs> oh shoot. Then I just completely misheard it and I just acted <laughs> hey. like, Oh my god. The I'm, important thing is one jerk.
0: of us screwed up and it was hilarious. Yeah, and it was me yeah. and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh so so he um uh he uh the the kid in the shorts, he he immediately like makes eye contact. Uh, with Travis and pulls out from his pocket what he knows to be his iPhone and he opens it like an app on it and hands it to you and he says, he says, dude, you gotta film this. And you are, ho- you're holding this thing now, this kind of this, it looks like a flat game yeah. with no buttons. Um, and there's this, it's, it's kind of a green background with this white V on it that you don't really know what that means. Uh, and then there's a, a button at the bottom, bottom, uh, that looks like it could be to capture some video. <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: what well, okay. You got to catch um, them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um so where do I look through? Like is there is there like a viewfinder? It's just
0: just press the and he he, he takes it and he presses the thing and hands it back to oh you. Oh my god. Kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a smartphone, guys. Yeah. The, yeah, guy no, from the no, 90s this, has a smartphone.
3: No, this is this is mind-blowing. Uh this is like <laughs> Uh, uh okay um that's, do I need a tape? That's probably going to be a problem. Um, <laughs> Do I need a tape for this?
0: Nah, just press the button, dude. And, and he's he, uh, very retro, uh, so uh, he's, oh, he's yeah. He he says uh he says okay so go 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 and he's telling you to press the button. Okay, I,
3: I push the button and he
0: immediately turns and he just like punches the guy, uh, <laughs> oh, the, no, the British no, guy no, in the side no. of the head so <laughs> hard that the guy just falls and then he turns and yells at you,
4: do it for the vine.
3: I put the phone down on the ground and just oh, back away from it.
1: Alright, I'm gonna stop you right there. Um let's not do that again. We're not we're not punching. There's no punching in the escape room. There is just escaping the escape room, and the punching is not part of it.
0: Okay. So what has now what has now happened is that there are the, the, the few people who are in the exhibit who have seen this happen mm-hmm. are now running out of the exhibit. Of course they are. One of them hits a button. Uh, oh, no! and an alarm sounds uh so there's now red flashing lights and oh, a I very like but- annoying alarm
1: uh I mean, blaring i would have pushed that, that button myself but i still don't
0: appreciate it
3: um what's happening uh,
0: as uh, as the uh the people who were in the exhibit as the attendees uh run out the hallway as they run down the hall you see um they're, they're being followed by this kind of crisscross uh, kind of, uh, 45 degree angle of like these. Like, it looks kind of like a laser light show, but that's it is in fact same. just lasers. Yeah. And all kind of bright colors like yellow and, uh, like a bright blue and a magenta, um, all kind of stripping down through that, the hallway, kind of basically
1: serving as like a security field, preventing you guys from. Yeah, from I, I, I'm, I'm picturing way. like a heist movie kind of like laser field. Like, yeah. Okay. It's,
0: it's the kind, the colors are kind of the, the kind of thing that you'd see in a bad Sears family portrait from the 80s. Um, and the same laser beam shoot out across the archway that was leading back into the tech exhibit that you came from. Oh, no. Um, uh, shutting off your only, uh, escape routes from the, escape routes. Escape routes? Yeah. Shutting off
1: your only escape routes from the room. Uh, what do you do? Um, I just quit. No. Um, <laughs> all right, That's um, it. I go back, I look for other consoles in the room that might have some sort of, like, thing, or I, like, go over to, like, yeah. Okay. Is there any console in the room besides the one that I was playing with?
0: Uh, that's really the only console. Is the one that controls the the laser glass. Okay.
1: Um. I look around like, well, okay, that did not that did not go the way that I wanted it to. Um, let's see what else we can do. Um, I'm. What's like an investigation type thing? Like I want to look around the room for uh, other that options. Is probably
0: going to be. Uh... I think, in terms of investigation, I th- I think that the way that the system works mm-hmm. is if if you are just looking around the room, you're going to see everything. It's only if you try to interact with something
1: that needs particular roles. Okay, so, I if
0: look there's something at- in particular you're looking for. Also, let's not forget everyone does have story points as well.
1: Yeah, and I do want to get the other players involved in this. So yeah. I'm just I, I feel like I'm pl- I'm just, just you and me were talking, so I want to get them. You you look clever. Um, find a way to stop that thing from happening, and you. Um, I, I point at the, I point at the kid with the, the punching kid, and I'm gonna you. No more punching, at all. Like, we're not doing any more punching. Um, and then you, to the, the cyber people, I'm like, f- I don't know, he, find a way to stop the lasers. Um.
0: The, 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 the teenage boy from the, the 2010 exhibit, he's, he's freaking out, and he's like, I gotta get out of here, man. And he just, uh, he runs down one of the hallways, and is followed no, by don't a do that. Of the other people, the, uh, the, the, uh, the English Indian, uh, soldier, the, uh, the, the, the British member of parliament still unconscious on the floor. That's who the British guy is, by the way. He's almost, but not quite Nigel Farage. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Um,
1: Continue to punch. And just a couple of, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the, uh, the, the 1930s housewife, the, uh, the 90s, uh, uh, stand up comedian. All run down one of these hallways, and as they enter, what they think is just like no. a laser show, no, 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 footed out of existence. No. And as they run through, it's like it's like their bodies are turned into like brightly colored like Kingsman head explosion
3: ash. Oh. Oh. <sighs> Has no one okay. seen a movie? <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm gonna say, don't do, don't do that. Do not do what that just was. Okay,
2: deal. <laughs> all right. There's um. still a
0: few people left. The, the German soldier, the nurse, uh, walk into a bar. Got uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, uh, 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 the the young woman that um, uh, you went in the enclosure with this young woman, but the young woman that was in there with uh, the Nigel Farage type and the, uh, the 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 Viner who is now dead, mm-hmm. uh, they're still they're in the room, kind of startled and, and shocked. Okay, and also all the cyber rights people are still there, as is the uh, yeah. the,
3: uh I I, I biological pick up, I pick up the phone that I put down from off the ground and I say. If anyone from the future knows how to use this, I think it's a phaser. Can someone <laughs> take? The, I don't know what this is, but I don't want to shoot my eye out. I, I just hold my hand out and take it from. Okay, me. here, thank you.
1: I, I will hold it for
3: now and I okay, put it thank in my you. pocket.
1: Future,
2: sir, technology's technology, and I want to go over to the panel that the um, that uh, the doctor was messing around with before. Mm. Since she said, you know, you go do something, and I'd like to use my perk or what's it called. I have a good trait called percussive maintenance, which is essentially I can sit down and take a look at something and if I don't know what it is, I can just kind of like Fonzie it, I can just kinda yeah. hit it to see if I can get it to do what I want. Okay. And so I get a plus two to do that. Okay, so. yeah.
0: Give me uh give me uh we'll call it strength and technology. Why not?
2: Deal. Alright, well I have a four strength. I have a one technology. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> so with my roll, how many do I roll? It's two
0: d six. Two d six, very cool. Do the roll with ingenuity and technology. Oh, okay. And then do the roll again. Um, you can re-roll um with in, with strength instead, okay. and whichever number is higher, that's the one that.
2: Uh... Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Strength is probably going to be higher, but I will re-roll for ingenuity okay. real quick. Oh,
3: hello! Oh, Boy,
2: that was a way better. Um, ten on the dice. Ten on the dice, and oh, hilariously enough, they're both the same. It's thirteen. Okay, cool. <laughs> um,
0: so you um, you you thunk it, yeah, and uh, it doesn't shut like the lasers don't shut down, but because I would say that counts as a no, but um, they do flicker for a moment, and they actually start. To flicker on and off. Like, they they flicker on, and they flicker off for a few seconds, and Mm -hmm. then they flicker on and off again, and then on again, and then off for a few more seconds. Not in any discernible pattern, but you definitely get the impression that, you know, you could, if you were quick enough, run down this hallway into the next exhibit. But you'd have to time it right, and you'd have to be super-duper quick.
1: Okay. There we go, then. Uh, hey, um, Robot Boys, um, are any of you fast?
0: Uh one of the, the guy with the cybernetic implants on the side of his face uh looks to you and he says uh uh yeah I'm 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 pretty quick
1: like quick enough okay quick enough to outrun lasers quick
0: uh well let me look at my character sheet he says and he's <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a popular saying in the 2030s. Yes. <laughs> yes. He pulls up kind his stats. Of, yeah. Yeah, D- yeah,
0: D&D is, uh, is, is much more mainstream in the, 30s, in, the, in the 2030s. Everyone's playing it, so that's kind of an expression like, Dodgy, let me just pull up my character sheet real quick. Um, uh, he says, uh, yeah, I think I, I think I could probably make it to the end of that hallway.
1: Okay, so I'm going to have you be ready to run. You, hit that. Hit it again. when uh, w- When she hits it again, mm-hmm. y- you're going to run. You're the boss.
2: Uh, and I give it a thwack.
0: Okay. I'm not going to have you re-roll that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you give it a thwack and the, the lasers start to flicker again and the, the, uh, um, they flicker on and off and on and off and then, uh, and then they, they flick off for a few seconds. Mm -hmm. And then they flicker on again and on and off and off and on. And then, so you get the impression that they flicker a little bit and then they're off. Yeah. And then they're on again and they flicker for a bit. So he's just like, he's, he's just kind of looking and waiting for his, the right time to go based on, Mm -hmm. Whatever indiscernible pattern there is, if there even is one, and then you see him—he just starts to sprint. It doesn't look like the lasers have stopped yet. Doesn't look like they've turned off, and he starts to sprint towards the lasers. And just as he's about to hit the lasers, it—they turn off, and he's running down the corridor. And he's running and running, and you can you can you can see like beads of sweat like flying off of his forehead. And he reaches the the end right as the lasers are about to go on. Like they just just so that when the lasers turn back on, they actually sear the, like his boot leather a little bit. Um, but he's on the other side, and he turns around, and he says, I
1: did it! I'm on the other side! Hey! Yay!
0: And then he's immediately crushed by a giant rock. No.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I thought that might happen. <laughs>
0: uh, he says, uh, there's a terminal on the other side over here.
1: Alright, uh, see if the terminal is something you can access, uh, and turn off the lasers with.
0: Yeah, it looks like it controls the security system. Do you want me to interface with it and, and turn it off?
1: Yes, do exactly that.
0: Okay, cool. And he does that. You, you uh, you see him kind of pull, uh, a dongle out of, the, out of the side of his head and plug it in, uh, into the terminal. Or you, that's what you see. You only see him do the unplug. You don't actually see him plug it in because it's out of view. But, um, uh, a few seconds after he does that, the, uh, the lasers go down.
2: Okay. Uh, can we all see what he's been doing back? In, you kinda? can You can
0: definitely see he's pulled something out of his head. You can't see what he's putting it into, but... All right. Because uh, he yeah. leaned in to say, like, yeah. hey, I can do this thing, and then he yeah. just immediately starts pulling this wire on. Oh, out
2: yeah. Way. So Millie's kind of meandered her way back to the person who seems to be in charge of this, and upon kind of seeing that, kind of has a moment of just, Does like... The British Ugh, government? Ugh, do? Like, it's a moment of, like, terror at first, and then it's a moment of, like, that's really cool. <laughs> <And> so... <laughs>
3: Um and then Travis says that was awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, well one of my uh bad traits is to be eccentric. So she's kind of now gearing to, to like bouncing up and down being like I want to know how that works. I want to know how that works. I want to know yeah. how that works. kind of Yeah. Like wait for it
0: to back. Um so so yeah, the hallway is now open and it uh, okay.
1: leads
3: you into the next exhibit. Is the other hallway open or just the one we It's went just through? this one. Okay. Uh um, what well, Oh, sorry god. Ahead. Go ahead. No. I was I turned to the doctor and say thank you for uh, getting us out. Um I just need to know, are we in space or the future? Uh, Maybe both. I'm not sure.
1: Uh, We're definitely in the future, uh, but Uh, space uh, also possibly. Wow, I didn't
3: expect you to say yes to either. Okay. (laughs) uh, Okay. Um, Well, I'm going to follow you because you seem to know how to turn off
1: lasers and stuff, and that's awesome. Yes, I will put it on, my, on my my uh, my CV. Um, so I run down the hall. I I go. Well, let's do this. Um,
2: I would have already run down the hall. As you run <laughs> down sorry. the hall,
0: like halfway down the hall, there is a a, met- a smooth metal door mm-hmm. uh, with a staff only sign uh, that you would you would have to pass to go through. To you have to go through it, but you just happen to pass it on your way to the next exhibit. Okay. Um, is it
1: right by that same security system?
0: Uh, it's kind of in, it's it's just it's on it's in the hallway.
1: There's just this 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 door. Okay. There. Does it seem like it's Openable or is it like sealed?
0: It's. I wouldn't describe it as sealed. I would describe it as a door.
1: Okay. So I open the door.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, you you open the door, revealing uh, uh, kind of a very bare bones, uh, just kind of a hallway. Like it's not the kind of the sleek kind of almost like JJ Abrams Star Trek walls that you've seen so far in this museum. Instead, it's kind of uh, uh, it's kind of plain like gunmetal. It's uh, uh, like kind of a. a Almost kind of concrete seeming floor, but may- maybe "concrete" isn't the right word. But this is this is clearly an area that's not meant for patrons. It's it's kind of the back backstage, for want of a better word, kind of corridors for the the, the employees of the of the museum.
1: All right, then you lot come this way. Let's just get out of the laser area, um, okay. if we could. Um-
0: so you. Um- uh are you
1: just walking down this hallway
0: what are you what is the what is the approach
1: um i think that she's being still a little bit cautious because she doesn't know what security systems are going to be in what areas okay. so I, mean, I don't i mean like definitely uh she's being a little bit trepidatious but um yeah i think that like she's probably taking the lead because she doesn't want anybody else to like get hurt in front of her so she kind of like slowly like kind of like, creeps down the hallway
2: I would immediately run up to the guy with the stuff in his head. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm at the other end of that. So okay. they're corralling everybody in. Like, how does that? I um, mean,
0: if if the doctor is called, like everyone this way. Okay. Uh, what are you what are you doing?
2: I'm gonna follow the tech guy because okay, I'm gonna he's be kinda...
0: yeah, he, yeah he's going down the hallway.
2: Okay, way. cool. I'm kind of picking at his face and asking him questions. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's eccentric. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, Don't worry has, about it.
0: He looks at you and he says, uh, yeah this this is uh, this is a little is
2: bit... it like a radio. Is that like a radio that you have in there? I'm, I, mean, I, just... I I mean like
0: I could." Probably pick up radio signals with
2: some modification. It's just. Do you mind? Do you mind if I borrow that for a minute? I'm going to try to. Hello. Hello, this is Millie. Can anyone hear me out there? I
0: I I very much need you to stop. This (laughs) is hello. This is I don't know who who of the two of us should be more embarrassed. This is. (laughs) I I'm. You've you've seen a cyborg before, right? I have no idea what she has not. This is,
4: ah.
3: uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I my ears pick up on cyborg. Yeah,
0: I mean it's just it's just a cybernetic en- enhancement. It's just it uh, just it's a kind of an aid to memory. Um, I can listen to MP3s. Uh, I can those I can... things that
3: take two hours to download.
2: Fascinating, fascinating. I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're going to have to explain it all to me. Wait, comments, wait, wait. So hold I'm on. I'm just going to kind of.
3: <laughs> I I turn to cybernetic. Eye. What year are you from? Twenty thirty seven. What year are you from?
2: You're, That's a great actually, question. Yeah, I was we not, saying, I know, know that you're
0: from like, the '30s, uh, yeah. Michael. How do we want to tackle this?
4: We had originally put temporal amnesia yeah, that, on the oh, sheet yes. just so we could avoid this. Oh, oh, and right. yes. I want um, to do this that. This is the
0: thing: yeah. you definitely remember disappearing in the cockpit, but yeah. for some reason, you can't remember what year it was okay. or what you were doing before you got in the cockpit. All
2: right, so uh, or why
0: you were in the
1: cockpit? Well, the doctor would probably go the I '30s. Am that like if it got awkward and you were being all confused i yeah.
2: don't i don't really know
0: um i mean you were in the you were in the 1930s exhibit so i'm assuming some t- I and mean, that's a 10 year block
2: i'm feeling a little out of sorts right now i <laughs> um am i not supposed to know that i was from the, the
0: i mean i 19- i know i know when i'm 30s um, and sorry travis was it you you know yes what year were you from
3: Nineteen
0: ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight, and uh, the vine guy was, I guess, from the twenty
3: tens. And he didn't look like he was made of vines. No, he says that. No, Travis says that.
2: <laughs> it's, I'm going to go back to the earpiece and just go, "Hello, hello." <laughs> this
3: is
0: my. This is my ear.
2: Come on. I oh. <laughs> That's unnecessary. This is. I'm grabbing. <laughs> I imagine like grabbing the little wire and like holding it up. Hello. <laughs> Can anybody hear me? Hello? He
0: just, what year he is slaps it? slaps it out of your hand and says, I need you to stop. immediately. <laughs> I need you to never do that again. It's a
2: little rude, don't you think? Is it? I don't know. I have no idea what year it is, apparently. Could, could,
0: could you not?
2: I guess I could restrain myself please
0: I need you to be more respectful like this isn't I didn't just do this for fun you know this is kind of a necessity
1: for me oh the the doctor turns around and is like Ms. Earhart please stop poking at the cyborgs Um, you know my name um we'll get to that later (laughs) um yeah um I don't know why we're here I don't know how I know why I'm here I don't know why you're here and how this happened and I'm trying to get you out of here and back to where you belong um but I don't know if poking the cyborg is the way to do that
0: I would not poke the cyborg
4: i <laughs> oh, I would stop
1: <laughs> I
3: poked so the cyborg how long have you uh,
1: how long have you had the Fine. enhancements is it uh
0: so I'm 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 28 now so I guess maybe 15
1: 16 years does it grow with you
0: um, i I mean it's it's one of the newer ones I still they still have to get swapped out every every uh I think I'm due for a replacement in three years so it's like every five ten years they need to be swapped out but I know some of the newer ones are kind of more adaptive um, but that text i mean still early days for the tech and it's more expensive and
1: my well, my hMO doesn't always cover it so fascinating well it's brilliant um i'm I'm always amazed by humanities. I'm turning into your voice now <laughs> um, <laughs> Always impressed by humanity's way, of, and I'd lost this accent completely now. <laughs> uh,
0: Dick Van Dyke, Mary Poppins.
1: Yeah, boy. Oh. Well, I'm always confused by the way they know. am I'm, I'm fascinated by the way that humanity is always looking for ways to improve itself, um, or just head for the sky. Have you, have you moved to space yet in the late like, 2030s, or are you just?
0: I mean, it's still early days for like space exploration. Really, I, I heard that they might be doing some. Mars stuff.
3: Soon. Wait, should I be plugging my ears? I, I I've seen enough time travel movies <laughs> that I know you're not supposed to know the future. Should I? Should I not? Should I go like the back of the group and not listen to any of this? He, I want to listen. What this
0: is time travel. He shakes his head and his little like cables are like jingle jangling. He says, "I think that ship has sailed, my dude." <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I think the robot man has a point. Um, you are probably fine, and I think that you, what's your name, Travis? Yes. I think you'll be fine. Um, so I okay, we were gonna uh, uh, go to. This so you,
0: move. You're in the, yeah. So you, you move down this hallway, and uh, before like, there's kind of like cross junctions and so on. But before long, you come across a door, and it's a fairly plain, unassuming door. Like it's just a standard wooden door with a handle, and it doesn't appear to be locked. No, anyway. oh, it's wooden.
1: All right. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, yeah, I unlock the door. I go through it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, you uh, you open the door revealing a, a large room, kind of like a, a server room, only instead of uh, banks of computer servers, there are instead pods. Uh, there's no cover on these pods. They're, they're wide open. And sitting inside of each pod is a human wearing a nondescript white jumpsuit. And they seem fairly ordinary until you notice a couple of them uh, look like some of the people you tried to rescue in the exhibit. And and further down the line, you see two very familiar faces. They have nothing from the waist down, um, as dozens of tiny, thin mechanical arms assemble the bodies downwards, like a sort of 3D printer. Their faces, however, are immediately recognisable and unmistakable. It is Millie and Travis. And that is our first cliffhanger. Oh!